Hey guys, welcome back to the Six Side Cultural Podcast. I'll be joined by Danny and Francia. What's going on, boys? You good? Hey Just guys. Well, uh, we're all good, I guess. Uh, all three of our teams won. Danny that was a close one, but <laughs> managed to get the win. So that's I almost had to get. This could be another rant video, so we would end up tying or losing. Yeah, we could have been here because Danny's rant was at 21 minutes last podcast. It was like a record. <laughs> For six side, so congrats to Danny for holding the new record for longest rent. He overtook uh, Trent Chet, or I don't know what it was, but I think Trent Chet had the record. <laughs> yeah, probably something uh, regarding a uh, leg or something. <laughs> yeah. Congrats to Danny, new record holder. Uh, yeah, we got some uh, match to talk about. Won't be as long as usual, obviously, because we only had one match to talk about. But regardless, it'll be a good one. I guess we'll start off here with Atalanta, Benevento. Atalanta, they are scoring machines. Like, yep. it's incredible. And when I saw the score, because uh, I was watching a, a bunch of games out there, and I didn't manage to wake up in time, but I watched it back. And I already knew the score, so it was kind of like, it's not, you guys know how it is when you already know the score of a yeah. game. And you know what happens, yeah, know. It's yeah. kind of not the same, but um, I was thinking if I was watching it live, and I saw 1-1, I'm like, oh, wow, Benevento might pull it off. They've done it before against other top teams. They tied a Juve as well, so you never know. Yeah. And then Atalanta just demolished them. Yeah. Marco Sal scored, and about, like, I believe, 20 minutes later it was, around there. Yeah. Atalanta's like, no, we're not losing this game. We're not tying, whatever. And Rafael Toloi scored. I really like Toloi. He came from Roma. I didn't mind him there. But now he's really coming to his own at Atalanta. Zapata is Zapata. He's just fantastic. And then Luis Muriel, who I think isn't talked about enough. That's super fantastic. Yeah, he's he can start on a lot of teams too. Remember Udinese, he was also very good. He uh, was Fiorentina, he was decent. Yeah. yeah. Was he he was on uh, Sampdoria too, I believe. Yeah, he played for Sampdoria as well. There. He was yeah, good he there too. It was kind of no matter what team he's on, he seems to uh, do really well. And yeah. just like stat that I saw is that um, actually, Atalanta has scored 21 goals in games that Papu didn't play. Yeah, and, I saw that. And Papu did play, they scored 19. So that shows again how Gasparini, his system, no matter who's in it, he they just, he inserts them, they learn the style, and then they play. So it's really the system instead of the players they have. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess, Dan, I'll throw it to you. What do you think about their win against Benevento? Yeah, it seems like Atalanta, the last few weeks, uh, we were the, even debating here if they were going to be as good as we think they could be without Papu, because uh, again, Papu's a great leader. He's a great player for them. And I just think now, the last few weeks, the last few matches, they've been impressive. They've been scoring goals like they were before. Um, and a lot of players are stepping up in the likes of Papu Gomez, like Malinowski. He's becoming a maybe a top 10, top 15 midfielder in the Serie A. He's a good midfielder. I like him a lot. I like... Uh, also, Zapata, I feel like Napoli should have given him another chance so when we had to. Uh, he's becoming a really in-class cl- uh, striker. He, he can score from anywhere. Luis Muriel is a great player to come bring off the bench. He brings speed, uh, and he can score. And just the team, they look better. Even Romero, who I'm not a big fan of, he's been playing a lot, and he's been proving something, and he's become a good defender. The only thing I really don't like about him is just the way he he goes into some tackles sometimes. Like he, go, it seems like he's a little reckless. And when Gorlini's in that, Atalanta look like a completely different team than say when Sportiello's in that. 
Uh, Guilini will make that one to two big saves that can keep them into the match, and they end up finding a way. Gasparini's a good coach, and he's a good uh, with his tactics, and, and he's getting, getting players to play the way under, like he, they, he wants them to play. I just feel like he's just an idiot at times, and he can rub a lot of players the wrong way, which in this case he has with Papu Gomez. But he's proving a lot of people wrong, saying uh, those who are saying, oh, I thought our finish without Papu. Uh, he's proving them wrong, and they seem to be coming into form, and they look like a team that you can't mess with no more. Uh, you can't take them lightly, even without Papu, because they prove that they can hurt you any way and score in any minute of the match, any second of the match. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do uh, coming down the stretch of the season, and if they can continue this form, who knows if they can even push for a top four, top five uh, finish. Yeah, and like, like you and Enzo said, I think Atalanta have been proving everyone wrong. Everyone literally said the minute Papu was out the door that Atalanta are finished with El Papu. And uh, Gasparini and Atalanta are showing us that the team's bigger than Papu and uh, they're getting results. They're scoring goals with with or without Papu. So I think that's important. I just don't think when it comes to the bigger games, like when they face the Juventus, when they're playing Champions League, uh, I don't think, I think that's when we're really going to see the, the impact that Papu had on Atalanta and how bit, big of a mess it is. But uh, it was it was a great result. Like Enzo said, when I was watching the game uh, with Atalanta Benevento, I thought Benevento was going to uh, draw, get get an upset here with Atalanta. And then uh, Atalanta just said, okay, they had like some, some sort of sparks, uh, some, um, some motivation to get this win and not only get the win like a two one. They they said no 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 we're at the Lanta. we gotta get we gotta get a a, a, a huge win here four one five one whatever it is we got we gotta score more goals and that's just the Gasparini and Atalanta way so it was a great win for them and uh, Benevento uh, fall down uh, once again. Yeah, well said. And I'm gonna bring up what you just said there about uh, how we're all, we're at the Lanta when you score four goals. I'm bringing it up again when I talk about Roma Inter because it's gonna kind of leaning into what I was going to say about that match, but uh, Milan-Torino, another match we can talk about. We also had Genoa-Bologna on uh, Saturday, and Genoa came away with a 2-0 win. But moving to uh, Milan-Torino, Milan, uh, I think everybody really wanted to see how they would respond after losing to Juve. That's a big match. It's going to hurt your confidence, uh, no matter how uh, mentally tough you are. Obviously, losing a match that big is going to hurt you, but they responded well. Milan, they've had guys out for some time now and still finding ways to win and you gotta be happy if you're a Milan fan to see your team respond like that because we've seen Milan in the past where they lose a game like that and they completely fold and fold like a lawn chair they'd be over but this Milan's a different side you can tell and they did well Liao I think uh, Liao's been one of the best attackers in this league I agree I agree he's sensational and you're worried about him if you're I'm sure for sure you can probably agree with me when uh, you're looking at you as, uh, I mean, Milan's uh, lineup, like, oh, Liao, he's going to cause problems for sure, because he always yeah, does. 100%. Yeah. I'm sure Danny Green, when they played Napoli, I, I, they played Roma, I was worried about him. He's able to take people one on one. He can play within the team. He doesn't hog the ball. It's a good shot on him. He's smart. He's quick. He can pass. He's a, such a great player. So, uh, yeah, and also, I learned he could pass, because I didn't think it was a good passer until we played, uh, until Roma played Milan, and I saw him chip that ball to Ibra. That's a pass that not many players can do. So um, that really shows his quality right there. Uh, Cassier scored a pen, but regardless, a uh, goal is a goal. And uh, Cassier is one of the best pen takers we have in the league. So 
Yeah, he's been playing good too. He's yeah, he's been, been playing, playing really good. Yeah, like he's been playing like really hard for Milan. Uh, he's yeah. easily one of the big reasons why they're top of the league. He's just he's a workhorse. Even with Atalanta, he was always a guy that I was worried about that he could take over a game and he can help Atalanta. Like say when he uh, win the ball back in the defensive zone, bring it up, pass it off to say a like of I'm gonna use Milan now. Say like a layout or even just a through ball to Ibra who. Seems like he's class, even at the age of 39 or 38, 39, he's still class. And Leal and Ibra, they're two good players uh, that they link up really well together, and which I'm somewhat surprised because it's usually it's weird. Like, it's not common you see, like, an older guy linking up with, like, a player who's taking the next step uh, a lot of times. It's usually... Like it's it's weird seeing that, but it works. It's a weird partnership, or it's a good partnership in the league. And Milan uh, characters, uh, they got good characters. Uh, they got uh, they're what I was gonna say. Like the heads are all screwed on right. Uh, they're not use, They're not letting that loss against Juve affect them. Which, like Enzo said in the past, you would see uh, a loss like that, say to Juve to an Inter, and then Milan will go on a slump for three or four games. It seems like now they, they know how to bounce back after a disappointing re- result or a result that doesn't go their way. And that's what makes them uh, party uh, champions in the end. Uh, teams that can bounce back after a disappointing loss are always the teams that end up winning the league and that can win titles for years to come because of that mentality. And it was a good win for Milan uh, getting back on the win uh, column against Torino, who... I feel like we've all been disappointed in this year. Uh, they haven't been the same team as they were, say, a few years ago, especially when they made or when they were pushing to get into Europe. Uh, the defense is terrible. Uh, they just look all over the place. There's a few good players here and there uh, in that side, but overall, they're just not a team that that scares you, and they'll be lucky on a, a given day to get a tie or even get a win. Uh, so credit to Milan for uh, bouncing back, and it's hard to bounce back, especially in the Serie A, because any team in the league can hurt you. And bouncing back, especially like the way they did, it's impressive for them. Yeah, Milan obviously had to get the win here. Uh, it's Torino. It's a game that when you look at it, you say, okay, this is an easy win. Torino is obviously going to cause challenges, even though uh, the recent form isn't the greatest. They'll always uh, cause challenges against the bigger teams. Milan had to go in with their heads held high, like Enzo said, with a lot of injuries to to the team sheets. But they had to they had to have the confidence to, to win the game and not drop in any more points uh, to to remain top spot of the city. Uh, and that's what they did. They won an easy, uh, easily two nothing game. They were pretty dominant in the game. Uh, and I'm glad uh, Milan uh, learned to uh, not 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 go into the slumps. Obviously, for me, I want them to go into the slumps, and the slumps will come soon enough for them. But as of right now, you know, they're, they're staying mentally tough and it just shows you how, how much of uh, impact Ibra has in that locker room. Uh, heart of a champion he has and he's really uh, motivating his team, especially Liao beside him. Uh, before Liao, he was good. Now, ever since Ibra came, he's been incredible. His game has just gotten better and better each game and, uh, it's going to be a, a great talent to grow in City. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Milan, uh, once again, credit to them, and we'll see if they can keep it up, but 
so far they've been looking good. They lost to, Mew- to Juve and that's it all year. So impressive, very impressive, and uh, definitely showing signs of a team that can win the Scudetto. Now moving on here, Dan. I think it's your time to shine here. Napoli. Yeah. So I Napoli started off. Uh, I was somewhat impressed with how they started off. Uh, they got an early penalty uh, from Lozano, who. Which, first of all, I don't know why the referee even went to VAR to check if that was a penalty. It was a clear penalty to see. Even the linesmen there should have called it. Uh, but anyways, now they got the pen. They got an early lead with Insigne, who I think uh, he's losing. He's lost confidence. There's a few chances this match that he could have easily scored, but he ended up missing. Uh, he made a few silly passes that he never makes, a few like dumb decisions that usually you'll see from him, but I think it's just the confidence now uh, from that Spezia game. So at least he's got the penalty. Hopefully this helps him uh, grow. Uh, but when Napoli had the lead and they were passing it back nicely, and then all of a sudden, with Armani, what the hell were you doing on that play? Passed it to Maret, but the pass was going like four miles an hour. And Lasagna did a really good job winning that ball, beating Maret, and tucking it in. And Napoli, they gotta they gotta learn sometimes that it's okay to pass the goalie a few times, but it seems like they always do it. Like every play ends up going back to Maret, uh, which we all know Maret's not the best with his feet. But I can give the kid credit. Uh, he's the reason why Napoli <laughs> won that game. Though he made big saves, uh, I gotta give him the credit he deserves. And I think he's been as of late, he's been better than Ospina. Uh, a few games Ospina's been playing, I haven't been really impressed with Ospina at all. Uh, I feel like it's time for Melet to start growing his confidence again, start getting him these games. Uh, so hopefully we see him like, tomorrow against Empoli and Nets as well. Uh, but I'm going to defend Romani here a little bit uh, now. Uh, a lot of fans on Twitter, even a few fans I was talking to, were ripping him a new one, which at the time, yes, I... I was too because it's a stupid mistake. But at the end of the game, uh, once Bakayoko got that final goal, which was really nice, well placed header, uh, surprise ball by Mirui on the free kick. Uh, it was a great cross. Uh, Bakayoko jumped up really tall, won the header, posting in uh, to give Napoli the win, the 2 1 win in the 89th minute, 90th minute. Uh, for me, my man of the match was uh, Lozano. He was causing Udinese's defense problems the whole game. Uh, he's just so fast with the ball, and the only time, the only way you could stop him is say if you are really behind him and he's running toward, like running right at you, or if you foul him, which Luzano is really good at doing, drawing the fouls. Uh, but back to Romani, um, I'm gonna defend him a little bit here. There's a lot of fans that saying, "Oh, this guy shouldn't play ever again. He shouldn't be starting for Napoli." Blah blah. I think he should be deserved. He should start on Wednesday as well, just to grow his confidence. You can't really expect a player who's played 20 minutes in the last four or five months, maybe six months, to play like he's prime Maldini or to play like Koulibaly. It's tough. It's hard on a player who doesn't, who hasn't played since the preseason, and he barely played in the preseason. Uh, so hopefully down the stretch, Gattuso realizes that this guy's a good defender, and he proved it with Verona that he's a good defender. He can defend in Syria. Uh, just give him these games here and there, uh, especially now with Manolas 
uh, hurt, and we don't know how long he's going to be out for. I think it's not too serious, obviously, reading, but who knows with that guy. That guy's glass, so who knows? And it's it's going to be a good, it could be a good time for Romani to step in and prove that he's he belongs on this team and he belongs defending beside Kulubali, starting games here and there. And I feel like Napoli should now should give him games like the games that really we don't have to really start Manolas and Kulubali. We can start like say Romani and Kulubali or Maximovic and Romani or Manolas. Uh, especially Wednesday. I hope to see him Wednesday because I want him to grow confidence. I want him to get back into form because if he can, once he gets back into form, Napoli have a good defender. And especially if Maximovic leaves on a free uh, at the end of the season, he could be that guy to take over Maximovic's position and then we can bring in someone else. But as of right now, I feel like we were a little too, a few fans were a little too hard on him. Uh, saying he should never play again, he shouldn't be, he should just stay on the bench, because at the end of the day, it's his first game in a few months, so you can't expect a player who hasn't played in forever to play up to his par, up to the par, and play like he's like prime Maldini or something. Uh, so hopefully Gattuso starts giving him more games, even subbing him in to games just to get the legs going, get him back in uh, in the fields of playing the soccer and. Overall, it's a good win for Napoli. I'm happy with the win, but I wasn't happy with the way we played. I feel like we can play a little bit better. Uh, I know we can play a little bit better, actually. So we have a few tough matches coming up. Uh, we have Empoli this week with the Coppa Italia, which at the end of the day, no wins guaranteed, and it proves it. Uh, we have Fiorentino, who can always, who's always a little, who's tough uh, on Sunday, and then we get the. Uh, I believe the next match after that's the Super Copa against UV. And if after you guys that, show we, up. Have, uh, we will show up. It, it's not going to. Don't even. I don't believe uh, the Atlanta team said that. So there's a lot of fake news coming out. It's transfer window. It's transfer window and fake news season. Uh, at the beginning of every year, it's always fake news. So I don't even believe the Atlanta said that. Uh, so we got some tough matches going on. We need everyone to play like they can and we need to rotate the squad because uh, at the end of the day if we keep using the same squad they're going to be done by the uh, end of the season yep I think uh, Danny went into great detail and really said everything that had to be said about the game so well done Dan I guess moving on now I'm going to recap some of the games that we're not going to touch up on too much uh, Padma Lazio Lazio got to nothing win I think to the dead be on Friday uh, then they also had Verona Crotone. Verona won 2 1 against Crotone. Uh, Fiorentina Cagliari. Fiorentina pulled it out. Cagliari, a disappointing loss for them. I believe they played well. I was watching that match and, uh, I feel like they deserved more than a loss, but what can you do? Fiorentina at the end pulled out. And my boy Vlaovic with the goal, so I can never be disappointed about that. Love Vlaovic. I think he's a great player. Your boy Deepin Esco, zero wins. Yeah, zero wins in his last 10 games, so that's uh, not too good. <laughs> and we also had Spezia, who won now two in a row, who uh, defeated Sampdoria on the other side, 2-1. That was a big game. And, uh, yeah, Samp, they went from beating Inter to losing Spezia, so <laughs> up and down those teams in the mid-table and the bottom table. You never know what's going to happen. But they're actually fun games to watch. I enjoyed them. And I also like Inzola from uh, Spezia. I think he's actually yeah, a pretty really good player. Good. Really and Pobega, he's also really good. So. Oh, one more Pogba. What a beast. 
Yeah, they got some really good players. Also, Crotone, I told uh, Danny in the group chat we have, uh, Crotone has a player named uh, Messiah Jr. I think he's a really good player, and I think a big team will pick him up at some point in his career. I think he's a great player, and um, he's done well. So, yeah, credit to him. But now, moving on, Roma Inter. I've been waiting a, a while to talk about this one. Going to the match, it's hard to say, but I didn't expect a win. I didn't expect a loss. I kind of felt the draw was coming, but uh, during the match, I got more confident at the beginning. I saw we were playing well. Inter was sitting back. We were really having a fair share of possession. And I was like, okay, we might actually be able to win this. Then Mkhitaryan gets yet another assist. Pellegrini scores, and when Pellegrini scores, you know it's a big occasion. So hmm. I thought, oh, maybe we win. And we're playing well, but then we got to halftime, and then that's where uh, it all went downhill because us in big matches always come out of the half. There's always some 20-minute stint that we just play like garbage, complete garbage, and it happened again. And to score two goals just like that, scored a corner, and uh, Hakimi scored a banger bar down. Yeah, that was, yeah, that that was a Yeah, that was a beautiful goal. Spinozola allowed him too much space to cut in, and we paid the price. So uh, I think that was probably Spinozola's uh, worst game since that Inter game from last year. So I guess uh, Spina and Inter don't fit too well together. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Spina and Jacko to me, are probably the two worst on the pitch. I don't really have a problem with anyone else. Everyone else played well. Uh, VR, yet again, fantastic. It was a really big uh, step up in competition for him to see how we do against the bigger side. Uh, starting the match, and he was, in my opinion, probably the best on the pitch. So he got an assist as well, which not many people are talking about. Or I don't think people realize it because they're so happy after Mancini scored, but he played a great ball in with his weak foot right into Mancini's head, and he put it away to tie it up at the end. Yep. Uh, that was, that's a very, 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 very important point for us, um, especially considering uh, Napoli were also probably going to be battling for the fourth spot. They lost in there, so... There's a chance for us to kind of game a gain a point in a way, but games like this, you want top top four, you got to come up with a result, and uh, we haven't been doing that this year, but this game we did, so I'm happy to see that. We have Juve in a couple of weeks, I believe. We have Lazio on Friday. Uh, so yeah, I'm happy with the win. Inter played, uh, to be honest, Conte lost in the game because after they went up 2-1, to one, they made Gagliardini come in, they pakalled up in, and they really parked the bus, and they sat back, and I think that was the wrong Way the Allegri way. Yeah, the Allegri way, as like, uh, Francesca likes to say. I think that was the wrong way to go about it. Inter controlling the game, and the best form of attack is a possession, like Monseca said after the match. And Inter just sat back, let us have the ball. And I told my dad, which, again, I watched the game with him, and I told him, I said, once I saw Gagliardini and Kolodov come in, I'm like, we're going to tie this game. We're not going to lose. No way. Yeah. And I was right. We started getting really close. We're knocking on the door for a while. And then finally, Mancini, VR crossed it in, and... Biggest goal of his career and probably the biggest moment of his career so far. Puts it in and a massive point for Roma fans. I know everyone's probably cranky waking up at that time, 6 a.m. Eastern time for us. So uh, if we were to lose that match, I think people would have been uh, very, very, very critical on Twitter. So I was happy to see us win. And it's a great momentum heading into the derby. Uh, People are saying Inter were the better team. I disagree with that uh, notion, I think. For 20 minutes, they were the better team. The rest of the game, I believe we were the better team by a good margin. We really controlled it. And if we didn't let that 20 minutes slip up, I think we would have won this match. So 
Um, part of the guys that did good, Smalling locked down Lukaku. I really haven't seen a center back in the set yet. I really give Lukaku as much problems as Smalling has. So it's, I think, three games now that Lukaku hasn't scored against us. So, well, he may have scored the last game. It was a penalty anyways from Spinazzolo's mess. But in play, Lukaku hasn't scored yet against us, and Smalling's done a great job. So uh, happy to see that. Ibanez is Ibanez. The guys really have a bad game. It's fantastic once again. Yeah. Uh, Jack was a ghost. Uh, not, not, not much to talk about. Mkhitaryan ran his ass off. He was one of the better players on the pitch, as always. And that's really all I, I got to say. But a toot's a better toot. The guy's an engine. Doesn't get tired. Runs up and down. Yeah, I know. I hate playing him because he's always up and down. The yeah, he's, he's an animal. So, better toot's always a player you love to have on your team. I think uh, every team wants a player like that. I think Napoli has that in Bakayoko. I think Juve has that, um, or starting yes. to have it in McKenney. I wouldn't say Bakayoko too much. Uh, Bakayoko is more of like it sits back more. Yeah, yeah, it sits back more. Maybe, maybe kind of like a like a, say like a Lozano type. Yeah, like, like kind of like Alan used to be. Alan used to be like that. Yeah, Alan was the perfect before he left. Uh, rep- yeah, perfect example of say a two per team. Uh, but yeah. for me, I think more. I know the different positions like a Lozano because he's always running. He's always giving it his all. And that's yeah. what you like to see as a fan. You love to see a player give it his all 90 minutes, not take it easy for a minute because that one minute could hurt you. And yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's why I like, I like Vertuta. I, I even said in the summer, if it, if it was true that we were linked with him, I would took in this guy in a heartbeat. This guy is a great uh, replacement for Alan, and it proves that we we don't have that type. Uh, right now, on the like the midfield side, like a Vertu that can run up with the ball, that can always that always gets the ball somehow. Like he can be at the top of the box and find a way to hunt down that ball. We need a, that's what Napoli are missing. They need a ball winner, and hopefully we can get one soon. Hopefully we can get someone like Vertu as well. Yeah, and the beautiful beautiful thing about Vertuti is he has seven goals this season. So that's another thing I don't think people really realize: it's seven goals in the Serie A. Yeah. Alone. So, um, yeah, he's been having a great year. He started off a little rough, but he bounced out of it pretty quick. So I'm happy to see that. Now, Lazio on Friday, big game, and uh, I'm pretty confident. We usually do better against the smaller teams, so I don't see Friday going any different. <laughs> I, we're undefeated against all small teams this season, except for, I believe, Verona. But, you know, not, not only a small team, Verona, but uh, they are in, uh, in that. Yeah. Physically, you are, but not with the points. Yeah, but that, when we tied that game, we didn't lose, but whatever. <laughs> but, yeah, we're undefeated against smaller teams, and I don't see Friday going any different. I think we have the better team in Lazio. I think we're in a better spot than we were when we played them last year. I think even a Lazio fan would agree right now that uh, they draw points to a lot of teams they shouldn't have, and we draw points to good teams. Now a small team has really shocked us at all, which is good to see, because last year we were in Roma. I'd be more scared of a team like Lecce than uh, Juve, to be honest, because against Lecce, we'd get killed, and Juve would play up uh, to their standards, but we'd still lose by a goal or two, but we'd play well. Against Lecce, we'd get slaughtered. So, Uh, yeah, happy to see us play well. Looking forward to Friday, and we all know what time it is, Francia. Take it away. Well, um, (laughs) well, there's not much to to rank about. You know, we won the game 3-1. Uh, obviously it wasn't as pretty as the scoreline said it was. 
Um, every day I'm watching, I, I feel like I'm watching the 1970 Brazil team. Uh, too many flicks, too many tricks, too many acrobatics. I feel like, uh, I, I don't know if, if Pirlo, like, is watching tapes from back then, uh, in that World Cup, but, uh, it goes to show you what, what Juve's playstyle is starting to go into. And I don't know if I'm a fan of it. Uh, obviously in the right moment, uh, the right flick is always great to have. Uh, but in the wrong moment, it could really hurt us, and a lot of times it does. It's just Wolo, we're down to 10 men, 10 men, uh, really early on. And you would think that would, uh, make us play better. In fact, it made us play worse. Ramsey was horrible. I don't care that he scored the goal. He was horrific. There was chance after chance where he could have shot the ball, and instead he, I don't know what he was thinking. He was scared to shoot almost. There was a chance Ronaldo, again, he was horrific this game. Um, there was a chance where, uh, Ramsey had the ball and he was about to score the, uh, score the goal. And Ronaldo just cut Ramsey off and took the shot himself and had a, had a horrible angle. And, uh, uh, we, we, we were lucky to come away with the win that game. I think, uh, everyone could celebrate this win against the Swallow. I think it's a wake up call for us. Obviously, we have big games. We have Genoa tomorrow in the Pope Italia that we can't lose. Uh, we have Inter and then we have Napoli if they decide to show up with, uh, De Laurentiis. But, um, we have big games coming up, and they, they're all must-wins, especially if we want to win the Scudetto, especially Inter. Uh, I, I just think we, we need to start waking up. Ramsey, I think it's time for him to go. I like I like his energy most games, but uh, as of late, he's been in a slump, uh, similar to Napoli. But uh, I think it's time for him to pack his bags and uh, go back That's to the Premier sense. League, go, go, back to the big, go back to the big club in Arsenal, as uh, the Arsenal fans would say. Uh, I think uh, get rid of him in January, bring in uh, a Castrovili, so, some, someone uh, who's proven in City or, or even proven in Europe, that'd be nice. But um, I think Ramsey's time to go. I think McKenny, uh, it's time for him to shine, start starting midfielder. Uh, it's, it's a shame we had a couple of injuries, but I think we've got to bounce back, get get them going, uh, get, get the bench going. Uh, I want to see Porto Nova before he leaves to Genoa. And uh, hopefully, you know, we, we get the results in these upcoming games. And uh, Sassuolo, they played good, but what can you do? When, the, when, when they're playing defensive, they, you, you get bit in the ass, and that's what happens. I feel like Sassuolo, like, they played a really... They, they played well. well. Yeah, they played really... Expe- especially Traore. Traore played well. Yeah. He was really impressive. I like to... Uh, the Zerbi, I feel like he's a good coach for them. He, yeah. Uh, brings the best out of some players and i don't know like, like for me as a player like obiang i don't know what the hell he was thinking uh a player like, of a veteran yeah like of a veteran uh presence he went in dangerously uh i think it was on kiesa i believe yeah kiesa dibal i think it was kiesa and you all i knew it was a red card the minute i saw var when i saw the studs were showing yeah. And it was also a late tackle, always a red card. Uh, but to be honest, I was really impressed with uh, Defrel. He played a pretty solid game. Triori, I think he's he was their best player on the field. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the kid's impressive as hell. Uh, and I think United signed the wrong Triori. I think they were meant to sign mm-hmm. the one from Swasolo. Uh, he's such a good player. And you could tell that Swasolo were missing the likes of Baradi uh, and also... I feel like Boga could even start the match, but uh, he well, he hasn't been himself since uh, coming back from COVID. But I, then again, he's trying to get back into form. And but I is a type of player. I feel like if he was playing, he could have changed the match a little bit. Uh, 
because he's such a good player as well, especially when he links up with the likes of Caputo uh, and also when if Boca plays. Uh, but Sosolo, I got to give them a little credit. They played such a good match. But then all of a sudden, Vlad Kirikis showed why uh, he was sold to a team like Sosolo. Just had a big brain for it. Instead of, chase, uh, instead of clearing the ball, he just stopped and watched it go right by. And Ramsey was there for the top in. And yeah. then once that great goal football. went in. Great, yeah, great ball by Furabota. Uh, but I feel like Kirikish could have done a lot better on that oh, play. Oh, I think he was just scared of the own goal and uh, yeah. got in his head. And, Who cares? Like, just go out. If it goes in, it goes in. Well, like, it's most likely that if he cleared it, it would have gone out. And also, once that goal went in, Swasolo tried to attack. And they end up getting caught by... Uh, Great ball by Danilo to Ronaldo, who finished it nicely. I feel like Ronaldo, too, uh, besides that goal, he was invisible. He had yeah, he a was few shit. chances. He had a few chances that he, he just should have scored. Uh, and, yeah, it was just... Uh, it didn't look like the Ronaldo that we all expected that match. But Juve found a way to win. Uh, Danilo, again, played a really good match. A really great goal he scored. And... It's a good cough. It's a good win for Juventus. It's a confidence builder for them, uh, especially with tough matches coming up as well. Uh, I think they have uh, Inter this week, or yeah, we have Gen- we have Genoa for Coppa Italia tomorrow. Yeah, Genoa, Inter, and then Inter, Inter, Roma, Roma, Napoli. So it's a tough schedule for Juve, and this win helps them uh, build momentum. We'll see what they can do against Genoa uh, this this week, and also against Inter, because uh, again, it's a Long year, a lot of time. Like, it's going to be, if they can continue this, then they have a good uh, chance to even maybe finish top, uh, be top two by the time the stretch is over. Uh, it's going to be an interesting 2021 at the end, uh, down the stretch. A lot of teams could be picking up form. A lot of teams could be slumping. So that's the beauty of sports. Uh, you have to be consistent throughout the whole year. And you got to be consistent. Uh, you got to, you got to, Put the, when the chips are down, you have to prove why you're the best team, and the best team ends up winning the league. So it's gonna be an interesting uh, end to the stretch of the season. Uh, again, Juve big win, Napoli got a big win, Roma got a big point. Uh, so the top teams, our teams, uh, got favorable results this week, and let's see if we can all carry over uh, throughout the season. Yep, well said. I'm looking forward to uh, the derby on Friday, like I said. I think it's always a special game, and uh, I feel like a team like Juve is kind of lacking that. Like, uh, I'm sure it's going to be like a heated like rivalry, yeah. like Roma Lazio, or I think Dan, I just, uh, same thing every, with I just pick out every team. Like, Juve Torino is not a derby anymore because they're just shit. So I, I always look forward to, to the bigger games, like the Inters, the Napolis, the Milans. I think a derby, no matter yeah, how good I one team is or the other team, it's just a different. It brings, yeah, it's a, a different, different feeling, you know that atmosphere, especially for the fans in the stadium, for sure. Yeah, yeah not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. This year, even the Campania derby was uh, competitive this year because of the way Benevento have been playing. Yeah, and if they can continue the way they they can, by the time they come to the uh, to Napoli to the Diego Maradona Stadium. Who knows? It could be a very competitive, another competitive match because of the way Benevento would play, the way Zaghi sets his men up for these big matches. It seems like Benevento played better 
in bigger games than they do against the smaller games. Yeah, yeah. it also depends if Napoli sure. is still in the slump or not. That's oh, been, here we go. Yeah, slump. Who knows? Who knows if you've been going to slump? <laughs> well, as of right now, we haven't, so... No, we're out of it. Yeah, you guys started a slump at the beginning of the season. Yeah, you guys we did, and now we're out of it. Yeah, well, who knows? Every team goes for it. It's a, that's why soccer is a beautiful sport. You all know, especially now, the Serie A, it's, I think we can all agree, the Serie A is more competitive now than it was, say, two, three years oh, yeah. ago. Because 100%. you don't Definitely. know, you don't know. A team like Spezia can, up, again, upset a Napoli. A team like Crotone upset a Juve and they got a point. Uh, and I'm pretty sure you had a uh, result too, right? Or no? You guys have been... This so year, no, not this season. But, that, but like even, all the seasons, yeah. Yeah, like last season, yeah. It was like, it's that's the beauty of the Serie A. And that's why you like to see as a fan, even if you don't support a team in Serie A, but you love watching Italian soccer or just watching soccer in general, you love to see a competitive yeah. league, yeah. Which I feel like Serie A, again, besides the top four, top five, it hasn't been that competitive. But now, every team can bite you and every team can hurt you. So that's the beauty of it. Yeah, well said. I'm looking forward to uh, weeks to come and see how the year plays out. Yep. I think we've had a lot of great games this season. Uh, despite not having fans, I think uh, we had some exciting ones. I can't but wait obviously for the fans to them. come back. Yeah, uh, me too. Uh, it's, it's never going to be the same without them, but I guess we just got to be grateful we even have college yeah. to watch because uh, there was a period last year for, what, two, three months we didn't have anything. Yeah, so. oh, we can yeah, watch anything. We, we felt lost. I feel like... I, yeah, I didn't lost, even know what to uh, do. Uh, do the same shit all the time. <laughs> yeah, so uh, lucky we have it now and uh, hopefully in, yep. in the future um, get some fans out there and everyone's safe and... Uh, the vaccine can spread out uh, worldwide and everyone's safe and we get past this terrible time we're in right now. But to top it off, thank you for listening. We've been enjoying the podcast more lately than usual. I know I have personally. I got to a point yeah. where I was tired, but now I'm enjoying it. And yeah, I'm going to edit this thing right, right away and get it out for you guys uh, as soon as I can. So thank you for listening. We'll be back next week and ciao. Have a good ciao. One, guys.